0: in the VAPE studio at the Feeding Arizona Building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business
1: and your best self. Now here are Tom Legaring and Terry Munther. morning,
2: good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you may be listening to this, hello and welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering. Each month we get together on this program to discuss and share ideas for meeting personal and financial goals and improving the quality of our lives. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in the book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, and we'll hear from business partners and guests about their projects, success stories and how they're finding their path to a happy, healthy and successful life. We hope you'll join in the conversation by calling or emailing us with your thoughts and comments at blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe or www.successorfailure.org. We're happy today to have a guest, Terry, who will have a conversation with us and things to share regarding, again, the Successor Failure book and how it's helped her life. And with that, I'm back in sunny Arizona. If you've been listening to the program the last few months, uh, I've been up in Washington State, so Tom, good to be back at the Sun City Country Club with you. Glad to
0: have you back. It's good to to have the snowbirds returning. And it's uh,
2: certainly snowing up there now, so it's a good time to be here in in Arizona. Good time to be back with you. Uh, We're both broadcasting from the same location, which makes it a little bit easier, but good to be back. Um, with that, Tom, I'll hand it over to you to further introduce our guest and kick off the conversation, and uh, we'll go forward from here.
0: Uh, today, our guest is Terry. Uh, she's a uh, been on the show before, and we what we're talking about is how she's read the book and is has been a victim of domestic violence in the past. And what we're doing is going through a different series of conversations about how looking at the book and reading it and seeing that things are available to victims of domestic violence uh that the predators try to take away from you. And then how do you how do you look at I mean Terry's got out of a very bad situation, although the predator's still the predator and He's still lurking in her wings, and so she has to be mindful of that. And so she's been able to, through her own efforts, but then now looking at the book and trying to figure out success or failure, the choice is yours, she's made it her choice to be successful and to not put up with the predator who says and wants to control her. So now it's... Up to her and to do like that. we
1: were talking about earlier, how it just um, how domestic violence can hinder your life, how it just hinders so much of everything, and you really have to overcome that and don 't let those things hinder you and Probably the only reason i don 't feel like you 're just really lurking after me anymore, but the consideration of my children and stuff, and maybe them hearing this, and that it does affect them deeply it's a it 's a long reaching thing, but I would like to say, kind of to your credit how much you almost even validate the principles of the book by by living it because not only have you become successful but now you're able to reach out and go help others and and just out of pleasure that you've brought that much order into your life and that that's, that is a point of success where you can get your own self well taken care of your family and then have that overflow to help others i mean that is where you've kind of come full well rounded and so you're a good example of that as well and then for for folks a lot of times it's like if you're uh, an athlete and you want to achieve your greatest performance, you go to trainers who have maxim- who have already a stat- who already already learned how to win, and you pick up that training from them. So it's always good to go and be around people who have been very successful and learn things from them. That's one thing I learned to do. I had to admit that I didn't know everything. I didn't know how to get out of that. And I would go and on purpose study good parents and I would study successful business people because I wasn't making it on the income I was making. It was very difficult, and um, it just began to improve and improve and improve, and I've done that in a lot of ways by by learning from other people. And if you can get into that book, Success or Failure, I think, wherever you're at in your life, but it's an especially different layer, honestly, that it can add to somebody who's been through domestic violence and I know you do a lot with a domestic violence shelter. I, I commend you. I, it's amazing to me to see a man want to just go put his heart and time there. It's a good thing. It's a great thing. Um and I'm glad you do that. I I think that's um Well, it it it, it, it,
0: makes, it, a it, it really see, makes a difference. What I I I sat with the, with my group last night and it's at, a, at the shelter, they don't get to stay there all the time, so I don't have constant contact with them. But I'm, I'm interfacing with them when they do have time and come to my meetings. There'll be some nights there'll be three or four people, and some nights there will be uh, fifteen or twenty. So I I have to kind of tailor it because the ones that have been in there already have heard some of it, and then you come back. The, the book the ideas in the book are are so simple as to understand that life is a journey that's called the journey of significance, and if you're not living the life that you want, it's not a dress rehearsal. you don't get to come back and do it yeah, again, good
2: point. so
0: you might as well figure out that you deserve, and this is the hardest thing I have to to teach the people that I'm talking to because, by the way, it's men and women in my classes. And so I have to tell them that they're worthy of having good things happen to them. But I teach them the ten two-letter words. If it is to be, it's up to me. And then I teach them the eleventh two-letter word, which is no. So we are in charge of our life, and our life is where we are now based on decisions we've made in the past. Mm-hmm. So if we don't take responsibility of knowing that predator's out there, so we use the two-letter word on them, which mm-hmm. is no. Thank you very much for your interest. Go away.
1: That's You've been in my right house.
0: There. Now leave.
1: That's one of the things is you have a tenant. You're, you're basically just tol- you're tolerating it. You're putting up with it. You're trying to survive. And that's when the tables turn is when you begin to take charge because they try to remove every ounce of stand on your own that you may have. They
0: take all the you away from you. That's true.
1: They really do. And people aren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. They won't even become aware of it. They think, oh, well, and they'll make a thousand excuses. But I would like to encourage people to go and study. Just go and read up. Just even if you got on the computer, and be careful because people, if you are in domestic violence, people can track what you're doing on the mm-hmm. Internet. They can go back and see the sites you've been to. So be careful about, find a way to read up on it, though, and you'll begin to see the cycles. You'll begin to see the patterns. You'll begin to see it's a researched uh, phenomenon that, that uh, predators and people who are abusers have those same habits. And then you'll begin to see that you're really in there. You're right in the middle, and it's not going to get better. And by studying it that out. It
0: goes the other way.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah it does. And... And that's when you, you, and by reading a book like that too, success or failure, you really start to look at, well, where am I in my timeline? Am I succeeding? Because that is all about going forward and achieving and new goals and, and all over in your timeline. And by, by contrast, just by pure contrast, you can look and say, well, this, where am I? Where am I, am I doing any of that? Am I succeeding? Am I standing on my own? Am I making that decision to say if it is to be, it's up to me that I can do that, that I can just turn this around, and that I must? Especially if you've got kids, you you must. I mean, if you want to put up with that abuse, you shouldn't. You're that's training not your children
0: that it's okay.
1: That is true, and you're actually training them to to repeat that same that's, that's thing.
0: That's the cycle that you have to break. And
1: that's a that is a researched fact. That mm-hmm. is a very strong statistic. So you do have to take that seriously. And one of the things, you know, everybody wants to be successful, but they don't always have those steps. So I'm going to tell you, pick up a book. The nice thing, too, Tom, is you can talk to them and tell them, but you can leave them with that book. They can walk away with it under their arm. It's a simple little workbook. But to go through it and really realize, where am I at? Do I even have a plan? That, that The contrast of making a person going through domestic violence realize they don't even have a plan.
0: Right.
1: You don't even have a plan. You're, right. you're totally in survival you're in, mode. You're
0: in existence mode. And you don't, mm-hmm. you
1: know... And you're like, well, that's not where I want to be, and I would like to. And if you don't have anything, but begin to dream. If that's the only thing you can do today is at least capture that, you know, figure out where you're at and begin to dream. And begin to say, I can do it. And if somebody else did it, I can do it. And then pick up, if there's plans already written, use them. Use them. Pick it up. Follow through it. Because you may only pick up two or three really great concepts out of there. I I know there's been certain little quotes sometimes that stuck with me, that would help me. And it would be my little my little saying that I would remember that gave me a little, you know, something to hang on to for the day. Amazing how that stuff helps. But if you get into the mindset of, I want help. I want to change my life. If I didn't have the strength to do it today, I obviously didn't have the strength to not get into this situation. I have to recognize my weakness, where I'm at, and i got to do something to change that. And find those ways to change it. And then just, you know, if... Again, it was a couple of books that really changed life for me.
0: Well, it, what I find in, in speaking to my groups is that uh, I've had several of them after my class will come up and say, nobody ever talked to me like that before. Mm-hmm. Nobody said it was okay for me to be successful. Nobody said that it's, that it's my duty to become happy. Mm-hmm. I'm on earth to be happy. What a concept! My 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 goal is to be happy, mm-hmm. and I try to make it. they especially with the ladies they, that have children, they say, "Well, oh, I just everything is for my kids." Then, if everything is for your kids then you won't be allow yourself to be or allow them to be in that kind of situation. situation. If you're a victim,
1: they will not respect you. Th- I don't care that's what they the say, worst that thing is a that is a known again, another statistical fact right that kids can't stand up to an abusive parent. They will do if the other parent abuses you, you look like a pitiful, abused yep. person, they're not gonna trust your advice or your patterns of anything. So if you want to be an effective mother and you don't want your own kids to be abused and and not successful, then get out of that cycle. See, and this is, this and. is why
0: I take them to say that if it is to be, it's up to me, and I'm in charge of my happiness. So I can't make my children happy mm-hmm. if I can't make me happy. So if you're in a situation and you are not happy and you see your kids going away from you and turning their back on you, you're not going to be able to help them unless you get yourself out of that situation. And the only way you can do it is understand that you are entitled in life to have the and things that you want. And it's a choice,
1: too. It is a choice, too. it is your choice. If you were just to choice. sit there and ask yourself, do you really want to cry every day? Do you want to feel bad? Do you want to feel that terrible? And when I look back, because now I'm a grandmother, and I look back at my children's life and what I, what I can do for my grandchildren now that I'm free and I'm in charge so different and we do so much more fun stuff Mm -hmm. I can actually just sit down and play with them and just laugh until my sides hurt you know until tears are coming out just having a blast and when I look back on on motherhood with my kids there was not a lot of that and that breaks my heart Mm -hmm. you know so the only thing I can do is today now that I am happy and strong is one we do try to go make others happy and strong go do that And, and just get out of that as soon as possible you know there's a there was a one thing that really grabbed me in your book too that helps people see that they may be stuck in in a that it, they may have come from a bad place and they're stuck in that place and they think that's normal and like when you said when you were eleven and a half that your dad had you know when you were eleven, yeah. your dad laid out a plan for you, he said, "I want you in the next six months to figure out who and what you want to be that he had the foresight to plan for you and say, "You are my son, you're growing up as a man, and he was beginning to paint for you." How will you live your life and what will you do? But that is a guarded, loving father.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: That will do that for a child. And to a domestic violence victim, that is like, wow. You don't see that. They didn't grow up in that. Mm -hmm. They didn't see that. Their parent wasn't thinking about, their parent was trying to survive themselves. Their parent wasn't thinking about how do I, you know, that I'm so stable that I can just help my child begin to, stabilize and, and plan for the future, it's, such a, it's so completely different. And people that are stuck in a bad scenario, it's like a foreign world to them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when
2: we do trainings, Tom, both from the book and other training I've done, we, talk, we use the term comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to get out of your comfort zone to make changes in your life. Well, maybe that's a misnomer when you talk, because comfort zone does not have to be comfortable.
0: You're not always comfortable in your comfort zone. zone. There there are many people
1: whose comfort zone is crisis. Yes. Because it's all they know. That's all they know. And if there is no crisis,
2: they'll create a crisis, Mm -hmm. because it keeps them in their comfort zone.
1: Right. And and
2: so it's important, you know, as we're talking to people, I mean, the two things from your conversation you just had. One, I really like Tom when you talk about a life of significance. I mean this mm-hmm. is not a dress rehearsal. Time is going. Yeah. I think that's one thing we have. And I, whether we're talking about uh victims of domestic violence or we're just talking about people just who want to change jobs. Yeah. Right, right. Time's going. And careers. You know, and I mean time is going. Yeah. And and if you're in a comfort zone, whether it's comfortable or not, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you can say, I'm in this comfort zone, but time is fleeting. And if I do nothing I'll just stay in this bubble and go alone. I mean, that's, the, that's one thing. And so when we do trainings for all sorts of people, even in business, we say if you're going to make changes, if you're going to move forward, I mean, you can stay doing what you're doing. But if you're not happy doing what you're doing, right. then it's going to take punching through that bubble of comfort zone to get out of the comfort zone to start planning for the future and leave that behind, knowing, though, and that's, I
1: hadn't
0: thought about that until you just said that Tom. Time is fleeting. Yeah. If you're gonna do it <clears throat> now whether there's time and you why are your do, your it kids, well. do it well. That's real. Right. Tre- why
1: don't that's do right. it well? Do yeah. it and, well. And, and the, the
0: point is that, that we're allowed see that's the whole point that people miss is that every person is allowed to do the best they can do. But you can't do that. You don't know what your potential is until you stretch yourself. So your comfort zone is a little wall that you build around you, and your hopes and dreams are the things that are outside of your... Oh, if I just had this money, I'd do this. Or if I just had this, if I just had my college education, I would get a better job. Well, who says you can't have one? You want a college education? Go get it. I mean, there's people in their 80s and 90s that are getting degrees.
1: Do you know I had some people... uh, I had... I worked at a charter school for a while, and the principal had said one of the most encouraging things to me in my life, and and he said that I was one of the smartest uneducated people he'd ever met because I didn't have a college education at the time, and I was like surprised. And he said, "Why didn't you go to college?" I said, "Because I've never had the opportunity." And he said, "That's a crying shame." He said, "You need to go to college." I said, "I don't know how." I mean, I really, truly didn't know how. Um, So, for the record. Walk into any community college and sit down and talk to a counselor, and the door will open. Yeah. There's weight. That's how hard it is. Go in, yeah. sit down, and talk. You know, I mean, that's it. That will get you started. I, I did things I did not know I could do just simply because I took one step in that direction to try. Right. And that's what my dad told me. I you, I pick up good advice, but keep your ear open to like that good advice.
0: Yeah. See, this is one of the things, like, I, I teach the people in my class. I said, look, you're all here in a shelter. So is anybody in the room going to tell me that your plan was to come and live in a shelter? Right. <laughs> and I want to. I I want you don't have to answer. No question. You don't. I just want you to think about it. But the other thought is, you're now here, so you get the protection from your predator. So now you got time to analyze the decisions that you made that brought you here, but you also have times to analyze what different decision you could have made to alter those time frames. So what I get people to do is think about what would success mean to you if you could have, if money wasn't an object, what would you have in your life and what would you do? So you then you come back and you monetize the different things to say, okay, well, I need $5,000 a month to have this successful life. And then I said, by when do you want it? You know, there's a time frame, okay. And also, what is your capacity to earn the 5,000 if you're only able to flip burgers now and you didn't get your education so you can't move to the next level? What is it gonna take to do that? So we monetize their things that they want. I had them go through this class last time. And we went through that and we figured out exactly and then I actually am getting to write plans of how they're going to and develop to this. <coughs> we're and, uh, and
2: we've done those yeah. classes and work. It's, the hardest thing is, is coming up with a to-do list or a plan and then following
0: through. Yeah. Well, the <coughs> I can't guarantee that they're following through, but uh, our numbers show that uh, I was told that less than 10% of the people left and got employment. Now it's over 77%. So they're... You know, and I'm I'm talking to them in in a way that uh, like this one lady I was talking to last night, she was saying that she had this opportunity to go to this job uh, that paid a little more money, but she had another opportunity in the same line of business that she would make less money, but they would pay for her different schools so she could get different uh, certificates. And in the business that she was in, that was very important. Uh, remedial, uh, taking care of um, asbestos and things like that in, in buildings. And then, and so that's something that they do. Well, she asked me, which way would you go? And I said, well, do you think another $0.25 cents an hour is going to make a big difference in your overall lifetime? Or do you think having the certificate will eventually make you more than the $0.25 cents an hour until you get the certificate, and so we sat down and did the numbers, and I mean, it's like, oh, nobody, you know, it, it's a thought process, and to think that if I don't, if I want a five thousand dollar a month uh, business or income, then if I back up from that and say I can only make fifteen hundred or two thousand, I got a gap in. Three thousand, thirty-five hundred. 3,500. How do I bridge the gap? Mm-hmm. And that's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan that they start working on. And then you put a time limit on it. And the other thing is you sit there and say, I'm already in possession of that because I'm going to do it. I know I have to have college. I know I have to. And so how do you start when you haven't gone to college? You've got a high school education if you don't you get a GED and okay. then you you go and you walk
2: to the door of the community college right. I didn't I didn't have a question I, a we got a
1: question I went I went, and got, I went in there and got it. so
2: it, it as I work with some folks who are trying to and they're trying to transition or unemployed trying to get employed by those sorts of things what would be your advice to getting over the I can't
1: but that your own voice is just as important and worthy as anybody else's, and if you decide to say, I can, then that's a a balancing voice. If your own voice, if nobody else, if your parents have told you you can't do it and you're dumb or whatever and your husband said it and your kids are saying it and all that, you can be the voice that says, yes, I can. Yes, I can, and I want to. I want to do better. I don't like this scenario. I want to do better. Your own voice. Your own voice counts. It counts. And who else is going to speak up for you if you don't? You must speak Uh, up for yourself.
2: I I find that frustrating in working with folks, but I know they're even more frustrated when they're they're either unemployed or underemployed. Mm -hmm. They're out on the job market, and they're not finding a job. Well, I can't because. I can't, but. I tried. They didn't hire me. I went, I didn't get an interview. I did this, I did... And eventually, you can just see them sinking a little yeah. bit lower and lower and lower. That a little yeah. bit. Yes. And, and so, you know, the, I, I always been looking for, how do you get over the, I can't. Well,
0: I, the way I do it... I'm See, I, I use that you same thing to, on You
1: have to stop and celebrate every single <coughs> thing. One of the coolest things I ever did for myself was got a whiteboard, and I put it in my room. And if if all I had to do that day was get dressed and do housework, okay. It wasn't being the president. It wasn't some great phenomenal thing. I was CEO of nothing. But I was going to say, I used to think I was not successful at anything. You know, I'm not a good housekeeper. I'm not this. I'm not, and I want to be, and I want to be. I want to be a good mom. I want to be this. I want to be that. And I just felt so shattered at times I couldn't think. And I would put those things that I needed to do that day on a white list, on a whiteboard, and and I would. There's nothing like checking them off. And if yeah, you had absolutely. to do that one yeah, thing, go check it off yeah. and say, "Yes, I did do it." And start <coughs> to say to yourself, "Yes, I did do it," and "Yes, I can do it." And and I don't care who you are. If little old me could do it, so can you. And this, I didn't always have this "I can do it" attitude. I didn't yeah. always have this. I didn't.
0: See, one of the things that and that you you I'm, I'm using in in the classes, I say how many times have you said you can't do something and you were correct? Yeah. And I said, they they say, well, all the time. I said, well, okay. How many times have you said I can do it and you didn't? And the fact is, they're just going down the one track, which is I can't. And I said, if that's true, you're doing a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, therefore... What you say is what you do. I can't, therefore
1: I don't. Oh, and you know what? Here's a great we, quote to add to that. So even if you failed 25 times, and it's true, you may have fell on your face 25 times or a whole lot of times constantly. Maybe you've just had a whole lifetime of failure. When I read this quote, this was one of those pivotal quotes that I used to keep with me and I thought was fabulous, and it was by Sylvester Stallone, and he wrote... He wrote plays or movies, playwrights, whatever you call them when they become movies. And they today are the Rocky movies. Right. But he submitted them for review almost 500 times. That means almost 500 times he was rejected. It only took the one time. But that he never gave up. He never gave up. And finally the man that said, we will make these movies and you will be Rocky because you are Rocky. Yeah. And that he never gave up. So you see this great phenomenal thing, and one of the greatest things they say, one well, number is persistence. Don't ever give up. If you fl- failed today, I mean, and there's a scripture too that says a righteous man may fall down seven times, but the difference is he gets back up. So what if you fumble? The greatest inventors, Ben Franklin said, these are little things that I gathered strength from. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, he said the reason I got that one success is because I failed like three hundred times before that. Mm-hmm. You have to just keep trying.
0: Well, see, that's the mindset in in dealing with with my students is that they do go with, I can't. And I said, now, what would happen if you just turned that around? Because it's the same process, I can, Mm -hmm. and you just start working down that line. If you're correct and you say, I can't, and you're correct doing that, then you turn it around and say, I can, you will be You'll have there that has to be an added
2: piece there, too. Yes, I, I agree with everything plan. you're both saying.
0: It's the plan.
2: You also can't be banging your head against the wall doing the same thing every day. No. Right. And Sometimes then keep you doing that, that 500 plan. times. Well, I'm assuming Sylvester Stallone changed some things in the script that what people it didn't like. He adapted. He just found like you know, that liked it. They got, but, I, but I guess what I'm saying is like people I'm working with that are trying to get jobs, and they've applied 10 times and didn't get the interview. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we need to look at your resume. Right, right. right. Yes. Maybe intro, we yeah. ought to put a different job search title in. Mm-hmm. It. Maybe you ought to get this class and then let's go again. But something's got to change because obviously it isn't working. Now, I want to keep them trying, and we want to keep trying. But you can't keep banging your head yeah, against it all, all without change. making change. Yeah. Might, what, it
1: might even be your right
2: job so, so I guess yeah, what, you what I would out. add is you have to say, I'm not going to give up but I'm also going to be analytical about it and say what's not working and why rather than just doing the same thing. That was... was
0: My my hero is is, uh, Thomas Edison because he was asked, well, I understand that you've done this experiment for the light bulb 5,000 times. You've done 5,000 things. Why don't you just give up? He says, because I know... 5000 things that won't work. Right? Yeah. So now, and this is exactly what we're talking about. See, so the self-fulfilling prophecy of I can't is I don't have to do anything because it's okay because I'm going to fail. Or on I've the tried other and hand,
1: it didn't work so Yeah,
0: but I'll tried once. Yeah. And it didn't work. And, or they're, but in on a pattern, this hand,
1: they're in a bad pattern where yeah. all the people around them are in loserville. And forgive my loose statement yeah. that way, well, but, but if that, all the people around who, you are That's not who successful. you associate
0: with, and that's part of the, the game, too, is that's what I teach them is, when it comes to the predator the wall goes up and it's no
1: it So you, you just
0: yeah. well, you get away from your predator. That's what I'm talking about. Not let the predator isolate you from the people. You isolate yourself from the predator and then surround yourself with people that I can.
1: That if really is the to time where you make a difference. So is sometimes it is the people that care that will take some of their extra time just to speak up and say something. That's the adding back. There's there's that's huge value. So mm-hmm. I mean I think I mean, so for me, that's why I feel compelled to do this, too, because if I've been through it, let me make something good out of that. Yeah. You know, let me just, you know, add some advice to somebody else so maybe they can get out of it. And and you turn all your sour lemons into the lemonade, you know. <laughs> yeah. You make a cherry yeah. pie out of that, you know, cherry pit thing. You know, you just, just just turn it into something good. But it's powerful to stand there and hear. So they've heard a lot of the bad, but the value of So if you're one of those successful people, take your time, please. And... And sometimes I've seen some people shake their head at at people who aren't being successful. And and it's just one more time that someone looked at them and thought that they were stupid, you know, or dumb. And it's very hurtful. It's very damaging. And I just I would like for those good, successful people that are shaking their head at at those other people, please be gentle because you have no idea that might have been the last crushing blow before they went and committed suicide. And there's a lot of that. Take the time also to be gentle because I have a quote that says, be kind to everyone. Because everyone's fighting some kind of battle, yeah. you just don't know what that person went through that day, and then you're the last person to just go, shh, you know That's all you had to do is just so take the time to say, "You can do it, be happy, yeah. share that joy, and be that life that says, "If I can do it, you can do it there, your example is priceless it, you know to see somebody actually do it and say to them that there there's there's a lot of value in that. That that that's what we're learning. Well,
2: yeah. in our training you know, back when I was in education, we used to tell our staff every year, and they they could almost recite it. Yeah. And, and when we talk, especially about parents and students that they're going to be dealing with, I would tell them, remember, they'll forget what you said and they'll forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel.
0: Right. Yes.
2: And that's that's really what you're saying. Right. right. Kind what of sort of one one. impact in the heart are you making on them every day?
1: Because they've got enough. It's like I was is telling you, if you if if you're just getting a whole lot of more of the same and a lot of people can be very critical, a girlfriend of mine once played the violin in the air when mm. I was saying something yeah. else I said I just don't right. believe what he did again. And she just played the violin in the air. And I'm a tough person so it it kinda made me realize, well, you know, how hard is that for my friend to hear it and I didn't want to go and and weigh that on her anymore uh it made me feel bad you know but i it just it it made me kind of retract and become even more alone and domestic violence victims especially are isolated, isolated. and they already feel bad but just the presence of successful people and that you can do it and welcome them into that world because there's a huge gulf between the two mm-hmm. and and just if people had that great skill of making you know everybody has worth but the ones who have accomplished Make sure you make welcome those ones that are not. and I mean, it's a great gift. It's a great skill, and that's part of being successful. Now that you've been successful, be gentle. Reach out. Share. So for all those ones that, I mean, I I really love what you've done because I think that is successful. Not only you took the success that you have, wrote a book about it, and you're helping to spread that goodness where uh, abusers and all that, they draw a huge circle of ugliness, and you completely got the sunny side of life, and gonna try to expand that everywhere. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a great life. That's love shared, joy shared, success shared, you know, and people need to know there's more of that in the world.
0: And, and it, see there's, it and there's feel one it. other thing in there too. It's failure shared. Yes. <laughs> it, it yes totally, you to
1: see the only different.
0: time that people talk about failing is like it's a bad thing. But if you never do anything and you never fail, you have done nothing. So you have to constantly try, and this is what we're talking about. How do you turn the self-fulfilling prophecy around, <clears throat> I can't do that? And then you have millions of excuses, and you try to turn that to, I can, and I'm in charge of me, and I want to be happy. How do you, how do you get that? You have to find out. You have to have a plan. You have to write it. it Physically must be, you don't do it on your computer, you physically write it. Your pen or pencil on your little pad and you start writing what is it that makes you happy. And, you know, just like you say, giving back to, to your community. Because in the book I talk about the six different areas of your life that you can give back. The first place you give back is to yourself. It's personal. It's what have, what am I going to do personally? Now, when I'm talking to my group, the... The people will say, well, oh, I just, I asked them, I said, what do you want to do? And they said, I just want to help people. Well, that's why they're a victim, because they think this predator is the person they're going to help. They right. they actually know he's a victim, he's a, he's a predator, okay. but they think I can help this thing. Well, some people you can't help, and the way you help them is cut yourself loose from them so that you can be freed from that. So... It's okay to help people, but if that's your goal, start with the person that looks back at you in the mirror. You've got to help number one first. You've got children, you say, Oh, i got to take care of my children. No, you got to take care of you, because, like, if you're in an airplane and the plane is going to crash or the little oxygen comes down, they don't say, Put it on your child first. Yeah. Because if you <clears throat> pass out, your child's going to pass out too. Very what good a concept. Point. So no. the idea is take care of yourself, get yourself mm-hmm. in a happy mood. Your children will be happy if you're
1: happy. And believe it or not, if you truly say that you love that person who's your abuser, the best way to help them is to help them stop. Yes. Some people will get it and some people won't.
0: You can and the only change way to know some of them, but only right. if some they agree to get help. If that's they right. do not agree to get help, cut them loose.
1: That's right. And until you draw the line in the sand that's and it. say absolutely your big yeah. word, no. Yes. Yeah that you, that's the best way to help them is by saying this is this standard is not okay. It, it is work? absolutely unacceptable. I'm not going to raise my children to be abusers. We, we cannot, this is this does not work. First, got to, like you said, know that, that that's not normal. That's mm-hmm. not a good standard. You don't want to live that way. It's not acceptable. Even if you don't have it all figured out, you know you're miserable, okay, you don't want to stay there. But by calling that person out, yes, they'll threaten you. Yes, they'll do everything under the sun to tell you you're full of it and you're crazy or whatever, regardless, ignore that. And cut it off. Make it stop. And use the law that's there. In America, there are laws against abuse in other people. Or even taking away your joy. There's such a thing as an injunction against harassment Mm -hmm. that you can go and get get somebody to stop harassing you. So maybe they're not beating you up, but you can make them stop harassing you. Go use it. It's a powerful thing. And they'll threaten you and say, oh, if you do this, you're going to do that. Ignore that. Because you know what? Now you have a whole bunch of boys in blue wearing guns to back you up. You know, the the police officers now will fight your battle for you and tell them whatever. Don't be afraid. Go do it. And but then, they won't
0: the first time. That's the best you way have to help them. they like need we to know. I will
1: go to jail for this.
0: Yeah. But wow. You, but see, it's, it's the pattern. It's It doesn't work the first time you try it. It's something that you have to set your mind. I am going to get out of this relationship. So you have to build the paper trail so that when the guy come, the officer comes out the first time, he's not necessarily going to believe you unless you're bleeding and go away in an ambulance. They have other ways of abusing you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you have to start with the paper trail and you have to defend it. And you have to build that paper trail so that you can isolate the predator just like the predator has been isolating you.
1: Absolutely. I can tell you one of the most powerful stories that I'd ever heard I knew this girl. uh, And and you see how this mix works. And some people can say, oh, I can't call the police. I can't get out of it because they're absolutely petrified. And it's true. But again, these concepts, these things, put them in your head and never forget them. And yes, you may be hindered for a moment. An abusive lifestyle is a very hindered lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That I can't do. That in itself is the hindering, is the hindrance. That's what you must put behind you. But the story of of Trinity Gibbs, is I met this girl. She was coming to our church, and for some reason I just felt drawn to her. She had two of the most beautiful little girls. She's, you know, I mean, they were just so well-groomed, so well-kept. But you could tell I've been through domestic violence, and I can see that on somebody else a mile away. I can pick a girl out of a crowd and go, she's going through domestic violence. And I will walk up to them on purpose and go talk to them, befriend them. And they won't talk, but I'll start talking. I've done this with a number of ladies, so I know for a fact I'm right, and helped get them out of that. But Trinity, I had only met her a couple of times, and she just looked like she just adored her daughters. And but she was a, a kind of a little nervous, shaky person, you know. But sweet, loving, caring person, just a delightful person. And but I didn't know her that well. She just started to come to church a couple of times, and I welcomed her, you know, met the kids, and hi, how you doing, you know. Then we're sitting in the living room watching the evening news, and she'd be arrested, and so is her boyfriend for nearly killing their oldest daughter and and you know I'm like what what in the world I could not believe what I was hearing couldn't believe it and as it turns out trinity of course didn't do anything mm-hmm. she didn't do anything she was her her boyfriend which was the father of the baby so she had two girls one was uh she was about 4 or 5 and then a newborn a little baby and the the dad, her boyfriend, was the dad of the baby, not the mm-hmm. the dad of the first daughter. When she was young, with her first daughter, she had a very abusive boyfriend who he put her on the streets. She'd been homeless. She'd she was petrified. She was scared to death. Mm-hmm. She went through a horrible, horrible experience with him. And to think that yet she got into a second relationship just yep. like that. You've got to learn. You got to break your own patterns. So if you're not successful in business or whatever, just that's totally what you said. You got to break your own patterns. If you're pat- if you're yeah. continuing to do the same thing, and it's not successful, by all means, do <coughs> something different. If you always do what you've always done, done. you'll always get what you got. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. sure. right. Right. Gotta that's the thing. You got to step
0: out. That's the circle. That's right. the circle that that takes you out of this whole idea of, of moving forward. And you right. know, it's just like you say when when people are 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 in an abusive relationship, and that's all I try to get them to figure out, is you want to help these other people, and you gravitate to the people that are abusers. Un- so unaware, come, even. Yeah. That they,
1: she, she wasn't even aware of that, mm-hmm. that her pattern, just her personality was, and she was yeah. raised in a good, caring home, mm-hmm. but she just was unaware of that personality type, of that type of person, and, and that she was just such a gentle person. She was. There are some people, and I've heard an abuser say, they look for people like us, yeah. people, gentle, sweet people who just think that everybody's nice, people. and you just think everybody's nice. You think everybody's as nice as you. Yeah. Well, wake up, because that's not the facts. You're on planet Earth and not everybody's that way. And you have to, on purpose, be a little more selective, and you have to make a choice ahead of time. This is where it's uh, different thinking from somebody who's successful to somebody who, um, you don't really feel like you're anything and you are like you can't believe somebody's talking to you and, and you just kind of fall into whatever. Whereas a successful person plans and you pick and choose your friends and who you're going to be around. Very, very different mindset. Right. Well, I do want to clear up something. I don't want to leave that hanging about Trinity because she's a huge success story. But So she ended up with this second guy and now has a second kid. And he became very abusive and he was on methamphetamines drugs. Mm-hmm. Which So if you've already got an abusive person, yeah. now you've got someone on methamphetamines. Now you have a toxically... Violent person. Methamphetamines was designed to be a violent drug. It was made for soldiers. It was designed to, uh, this is what I've heard, so I don't know, but I tend to lean towards believing this, but that it was actually manufactured, designed by Hitler for his soldiers so that they could endure cold, go without food, and become violent with no feelings. Now, you look at meth today, people on meth, And the types of crimes they're doing totally fits that MO, that they're heartless. They don't have the the ability. I mean, they're doing violent things to their own children. Well, so here's her boyfriend on meth. She was really feeling afraid. He was threatening her. He was threatening her own life. He was being very scary to them. She'd already been kicked out in the past and been homeless. So now she's got this delicate thing of how do I get away from him Mm
2: -hmm. because I'm afraid
1: because he's threatening me. And then, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be homeless again. So she's trying to delicately balance this. Mm-hmm. so she goes, she was able to get a job, and she had a little tiny notebook that she hid that she was keeping notes on. So, I mean, to validate her point, when when the whole world tried to come against her and say, you weren't trying to do anything, she had that notebook, that where she was for herself, if it didn't help anybody but herself, she could go back and say, yes, I was trying. She could tell her kids, yes, I was trying, because the whole world came against her and tried to tell her she wasn't doing anything. But she she went to work, and while she was at work, boyfriend nearly beat... Their, her, her oldest daughter, to death, He she put her in a bathtub and burned her. And he, he, she had chemical and thermal burns over 75% of her body. She's still scarred today. He put bleach in that water and highly uh, boiling, well, hot, hot bath water. I don't know how he got it boiling, but it was so hot, the bath water was, that it burned her, and he put bleach in there. And I'm serious, she's burned over 75% of her body. But he also broke the upper bone in her leg. Her, just by pure brute force, just mm-hmm. beating her up. He ruptured many organs in her body, ruptured her spleen, gave her a concussion. I mean, she was just... He beat this child like a rag doll, just completely mm-hmm. out of his mind. And then when Trinity came home from work, she... um you know, here's her daughter got like red blisters and stuff all over her and she didn't know what was going on. And he's telling her, oh, we were out on the ATV today and she we wrecked and that's why she's hurting and she's bruised and, oh, it must be some sort of rash or something on her. And and, and people began to accuse Trinity for not racing out and getting help. But do you understand, it, it, this is where I defended her, is she was in a state of absolute shock, and she was for a mm-hmm. long time actually, Because for a second, there, she she was frozen. You know, they say soldiers going through stuff go through shell shock, and they're actually frozen, and they don't know what to do. I get absolutely furious when people attack domestic violence victims. So while they're down, you kick them. I'm going to ask you don't do that. But they accused her vehemently. You didn't protect your child, and that's what she had charges for, was that she was trying to cover it up or that she didn't protect her child. Why didn't she race out the front door and scream, call the police, help me? And it is not that easy, because when someone is threatening, I will hunt you down, I'll kill you, I'll kill your kids, I'll take your kids from you, I'll say that you did this, I'll say that you did that, I'll blame you for this. And so far, they've been very successful at doing all of that. You are covered in fear. You're going through shell shock. You have every reason to believe that they would continue to do that, because they've already been violent. And she was just in pure shock, not knowing what was going on, and and what to do, and and how to handle that, and... uh, She finally did after, I think, more than 24 hours, got her daughter to the hospital. Uh, It might have been like 36 hours or something. I forget how long it was Um, or even how it even came about. But she actually uh, was prosecuted, had her Mm -hmm. kids removed from her. So while she wanted to change, she did not have the steps. The power, the wherewithal, she didn't know where to go. That's why I'm telling you what you do is so powerful in the lives of people. They need to have resources and places to go. And people make sure that you don't injure those people that are going through domestic violence. You know, make sure that you tell them, you know, there's there's always a way out and and encourage them. Sometimes just those encouraging words are, are powerful, helpful. And she lost her kids for five years. She fought CPS, the state, and, I mean, they came down on her. They hated her. They actually hated her, not knowing anything about domestic violence. People that don't understand domestic violence can often re-injure that person. But, and they don't oh, mean to, sure. but they do yeah, do they it. Think,
0: they, they think it, they're being righteous for the kids.
1: Well, one and of so the most
0: remarkable
1: everything. things and one of the strongest people I've ever had the privilege to witness in my life was Trinity Gibbs because she never gave up because of the love of her kids. They eventually were able to prosecute the boyfriend. He's in prison today Good. and probably will be for, you know, I think he got a 20-year sentence. That's what I said. Good, Good. he belongs there. Don't feel yeah. sorry for him. Do you know at first, she still could not get over the fact that he did that. She still was actually thinking that he loved her and it was the weirdest thing. I can't tell you the power of an abuser and the sure. shock factor over an abuser, but I watched Trinity's face. I watched her. I spoke with her intimately. I drew closer to her after I saw this happen to her. Because they did let her out of jail, but she was still she lost like everything. Mm-hmm. And had to start over, and they began to. They, he was arrested, but it wasn't until she knew that he was not getting out of jail.
0: Right, then she could start doing things in you her own saw, life.
1: You saw this. She couldn't even say we're gonna we're gonna separate. She's like, oh, we're still gonna be together. You 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 want to say some mean thing to her, like, are you nuts? You know what are you thinking? Are you stupid? Why don't you get away from? Me? You want to say things like, don't say those things. Yeah. She was in absolute shock and I watched it as soon as she knew that he was not going to be able to get out of jail. It was like something broken, you saw a brand new person reborn and she stepped out like a brand new baby with no skin, just so vulnerable and she stepped out. And she was like oh. and she started to think about her kids and she started to think about her and I'm free and it was absolutely amazing. Now that's who she really that's what she really wanted to do. But she went through a severe case and she made it out. And she went through, she lost her car. She couldn't get a job because of she, now she had a yeah. felony charge. Yeah. But she yeah. walked to places. She took buses everywhere. She made it today. She's now moved out of state. She's with her girls. She got her girls back. She's working out of college and has another job. She has her own home. She successfully made it. She made it, mm-hmm. and she never quit. It was her love for her kids and that people came around her to build her up. I refused. There was times when I wanted to say, and I've been through it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, Trinity, what are you thinking? But I knew not to do that. Yeah. We were just gentle to her. There's another gal who have been through domestic violence, too, and we purposely made a choice to circle around her and to just lift her up. Mm-hmm. because she wanted to get and she did so with her own will but we, she did have to have some gentle support yeah you
0: have to have support you don't get out of that find without it go support.
1: find those people there are <clears throat> loving people on this planet there are good people on this planet go find them See, that's, and that's put why, those into your life that's Could why I work life. with
0: people at, at Eve's Place because they they provide a shelter and they do it in such a way that the people the predators can't get through to the people so they where where they're located and where they move people around, they keep them away from the predators so that they get this little time to decompress and start to try to figure out and their life. And
1: love from people for yeah. no reason.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're talking to other people that have been through the same stuff too, so they find out they're not the only ones. Right. And when you figure out that 25% of Americans are going to be victims of domestic violence, this is not something that is just uh, for one little area. So this is why I I did not write the book for for the purpose of talking to but people. But it works well. It, I'm finding <laughs> that, you know, I, I wanted just people to be able to lift up, but I'm finding that by going to my, my group and, and talking to them and seeing the different ones that come through it, that it is very helpful. But the ideas work. They work whether you're a victim okay. of domestic violence, whether you're just a person that has your college education and has everything that you, that you could want, but you don't have your life going in the direction. And, yeah. Terry, just like you were saying. So kind of it, wherever
1: you're coming from. Yeah it, yeah. it doesn't
0: matter if you are not happy. You have to take responsibility for that. And if you've made bad decisions, look at them. Don't cover them up, and I know right, this right. is one of the things that we talk about is when, when you're talking about these things that in your past, you're opening up some old wounds, but you're looking at them, and they're not... Going to face them.
1: <laughs> you're, 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 <laughs> it does become yeah. uncomfortable. I've actually, since the last two times we had talked on the program, it was actually the last time we talked on the program, I brought up a time where, where my ex was hiding in the house and scared me half yeah. out of my mind. And that was 20 years ago, Tom. That was right. 20 years ago. And and right after that, I had gone home, and it was weird, but it had an after effect on me that I was unprepared for. I was standing in my, I, I still own the same house. Right. Now, my thing was, I'm going to remodel every inch of it. And I did, I did. I, I remodeled every inch of it. I said, I'm not not—I'm going to heal every old wound. And I I sat here with my kids always wanted. I mean, I had burnt orange bag carpet, you know, back then. And I was like, you I want to change that. And so I, it was one of those things I said I'm going to do in my life, remodel the whole house. So it has a different look and different feel. But it's still the same house. I'm standing in the corner early in the morning one day, ready to come to my next uh, little meeting, which we do. There's a networking meeting here at the Sun City Country Club, which is a great place to be. I love the atmosphere here. But so, so I'm getting ready to come here. But here's often where I've talked to you about some of this stuff. And, and I'm making a little breakfast sandwich early in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, one well, of those little frozen sandwiches, the English muffins with the eggs and stuff in there. Good breakfast. And... Um, my little grandson comes up in the kitchen, soft as a mouse, just quiet as he could be, and he comes up and he's at my elbow, I didn't see him. Six o'clock in the morning, I'm in my house, but I was thinking about some of this stuff that I had talked about. And he comes up and he goes, Boo. That's all he did. That's all he did, Tom. And I screamed and threw my sandwich. I threw it without even thinking. You know, I just it just kind of went forward out of my hands. I kind of threw it and it kind of shook up. And my poor little grandkid, I don't <laughs> his eyes were just big saucers. He was like, "What in the world?" You know, because he knows me to be kind of cool, calm and collected, or funny. You know, I joke around with <clears throat> him, and I'm not that nervous, shook up person that I yeah. used to be. And so he knows me to be, you know, just cool grandma, right? So I freak out, scream, 6 o'clock in the morning, what's he had to do with that? Why he up? You know, I didn't expect that. Someone yeah. told someone to jump out of the dark at me?
0: Yeah.
1: Did it still affect me? Yes, it did. And mm-hmm. I, I had to go, wow. And I had to, of course, I tell him, don't throw his food, and I just threw my food. You know, I had to go, pick up my which I had to tell him, I said, wow, you scared me. Yeah. I told him, you scared me. I said, I'm sorry. And uh, and I, I started to laugh. And I... hugged him and told him assured him he didn't do anything wrong and poor guy himself. I'm sorry and and I and I walked away kind of laughing. I said, Wow you know, it does have a long term effect on you. So one domestic violence victims, don't let it go on for as long as mine did. Don't, don't. Because at least you know, shorten that time. Shorten it quickly. Get out of it quickly. But
0: Understand you know, it's the I'm going to overcome it. Yeah. Right.
1: You know, and so I had a choice of do I do this today or not? Do I still want to continue to, to yeah, I'm going to dig it all out of there, every yeah. single bit of it. Face <laughs> it and make a change. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, turn it into do something good with it. Yeah. But It was kind of funny. <laughs> I, I,
0: I think this is really what, what we try to do with with our book and, and our teaching. If anybody that's out there uh, has any ideas uh, or people that, the book may help, or if they have classes that they would like us to give, uh, Terry Munzer and I uh, are very happy. We've done uh, classes at uh, Rio Salado College, and we've done individual groups or uh, events, that business, groups. business groups.
1: And the score and, thing, and, i curious
0: about that. Pardon? The
1: SCORE thing? Oh, I'm so curious
0: about that. I I I work as a a mentor, certified mentor for SCORE, which is a federal program, and uh, where we just go out for free and help people that are starting small businesses. And if you do the work and put together a business plan, I critique it and try to help you <coughs> put that together. I'm also a a coach, a business coach at uh, Tech Accelerator in Surprise, Arizona, where. I'm working with different uh, companies up there to help them with their their businesses. And in today's real world, this is part of what you have to do. I mean, there's consulting groups out there that charge for the same thing that I'm doing for free, but you can either pay them or you can have me do it for free. (laughs) But it's, you know, and and nothing against the the paid consultants because someday I might grow up and be one. That's (laughs) right. But I think uh, anybody that is, Listening to us, all the people that are, if you know somebody that has and is a victim of domestic violence, know that there is help for them. And it's, I don't want to say it's your duty, but it's something that we should do as human beings. If you want to help somebody, reach out, offer an olive branch to somebody, let them know that there are people out there that do want to help (coughs) them. Uh, they can contact eve 's place here in uh Peoria arizona uh there's people that will help and th- as you said, even the police departments today are taking domestic right. violence very seriously. i would
2: I would add oh, that right. it almost sounds like a disclaimer, but i you know I'd want to make it perfectly clear to everyone too we're trying to be helpful here we 're trying to share a success stories right fact, this program has has yeah. no interest or not interest is in the right word um. You know, we don't want to make any statements regarding past legal issues no, or decisions no. or police departments or child protective services. We support them all, and, yeah, we, and we're not trying to get involved purpose. in any of the the past legal decisions. The purpose here is really to to share success stories of people who are hurting, and and find ways to get help. And so I would just uh, I would just add that. Yeah, as that as,
0: a, as a uh, as a idea that when yeah. I mentioned that it was difficult in the past. I'm also saying that there's more enlightenment with the governmental agencies oh,
1: yes, where you, so
0: that it wasn't being critical of the the policies and procedures, especially with the police yeah, they are always, moving in the right direction. So, I mean, so I'm. Where where, that,
1: where so. would United States be? Where would we be yeah. without CPS? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, that's true. So, we're definitely were yeah. Totally we're and, and right, we're very happy in the
0: direction show. that they're going. Yeah. So Yeah. I would are say that as hard as
1: it was for Trinity to have to go through that with them. They are a huge part of her success because she had to go through parenting classes. So, yes, it hurt, and it's true. If you're going through CPS, it will feel hurtful, but in the long run, their goal, they helped educate her, and they provided it and they demanded it, and that made her get it done. So, yes, on that end note, that was one of the key things that ended up helping her. Yeah. Plus those yes. people. Yeah, it's a, a it's a hard job. It's a hard job. So I'm glad you got to fix that so that they don't yeah. go away. because well, I, I don't want feeling to. Feeling like, no. No, you're did correct. they make a the difference? The point is that this program really com- to make any statements. We don't want to abuse the workers either, right? Police, no, we no, no thank God for you, them. So. Thank yeah. God for them. So we do
2: need to wrap. Yes. think where our time is about up. So with that, Terry, thank you for joining us again and sharing just success stories that we hope will help other people. We want to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. We hope uh, you all join us next month when we're on about this same time or whenever you turn us on. But we do one show a month on the last Wednesday of the month. In the meantime, feel free to comment and join in the discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org or uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer in the bay. Once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours.
0: Thank you very much. You've been listening to Successor Failure with Tom Leggering and Terry Munther. Successor Failure is a Boomer and the
2: Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.
0: Okay. Time <laughs> <just off. laughs> to Okay, not be